1: Find a
0: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
2: Scratch and win here, executive director for F3 Foundation, reminding all the PACs that the Accelerate campaign is going on now through November 30. The Accelerate campaign represents an opportunity for the PACs to give back to something that's given us so much. And when you give to Accelerate, You're helping to expand F3 Nation, and we're making grants all across the country to projects that are led by the PACs and are achieving local charitable impact. So if F3's meant something to you, if it's changed your life like it's changed mine, I invite you to give today. To make your investment, you can visit f3foundation.org or just text the word ACCELERATE to the number 44321. And help us give this gift away to the next man. Remember, there's a good chance your company will match your donation and we've made that process really easy. The F3 region that has the most donors will receive this year's custom Accelerate shovel flag. Thank you for giving and helping to accelerate F3 Nation's mission and impact through generosity. Now, enjoy your podcast and we'll see you in the gloom.
0: This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly Source topic, where we review a chapter of the Source while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q4.5, Failure, an undesirable outcome that builds the leadership's foundation. Thomas Watson, Sr., the founder of IBM, had a salesman who blew a million-dollar sale, Responding to the president's call to come to the office, the salesman fully expected to leave the office unemployed. After the dressing down, Watson finished by saying, Now get back to work. Stunned, the salesman paused and asked, You're not going to fire me? In a still terse tone, Watson responded, Of course not! I just spent a million dollars educating you. Now get out of here! Dred has his own similar story to tell. The first point, failure is the crucible of the leadership development process. From schooling, a man obtains the head knowledge of what a leader is supposed to do and be. Through apprenticeship, he turns his head knowledge into heart knowledge that he will need to influence movement to advantage. Opportunity then provides him with the practice necessary for him to exert virtuous leadership in positions of increasing responsibility and importance to the groups of which he is a member. So where does failure fit into the leadership development equation? What does it add to a man's leadership foundation? If he already knows what a virtuous leader does and is, and is able to do so and be those things himself, why must a leader also fail? The reason is that failure is a crucible. It is the forge by which a leader is purified through the burning away of the me-first, self-regarding nature. Without failure, and lots of it, a leader will retain too much of who he was and keep doing what he did, rather than being fully transformed into what a virtuous leader is and consistently do what a virtuous leader does. A man cannot become a virtuous leader without the chance to fail and learn from it. Through failure... He learns how to truly sacrifice and subordinate himself to needs of the group and its members. It is failure that teaches a man to live third. Second, failure works best when it stings the most. In my own application of past praise take blame, I had a good number of failures before it became instinctive, but there was one occasion that really set the block in place for me. It happened when my boss sent me to a meeting with his boss, the other company commanders, and the battalion staff. Ironically, one of the issues raised during the meeting was the performance, or lack of it really, of my own platoon during a previous training event. The battalion commander asked me why this had happened. There was only one acceptable response. My unit failed because I, as the leader, had failed followed by what I was doing to fix what I had learned from the experience. If my boss had been there instead of me, he would have said that he had failed, even though it was my platoon. That is the only correct response under the pass-praise-take-blame formula. The platoon failed because I failed. No other man is at fault. Here is what we learned and the corrective action we are implementing so that it will not happen again. At the time, I knew all about past praise take blame from schooling, so I had the head knowledge. I had also had ample opportunity to practice it as part of my apprenticeship, so I had a good idea of what it looked like when it was done properly. I had even had the opportunity to do it myself a few times, but never under the kind of stress that I felt at this meeting. So I opened my stupid mouth and this came out. Well, sir, we will do better next time if I don't get stuck with all of the battalion's ash and trash. In other words, I didn't have the best soldiers in the battalion, so the performance of my platoon was not ideal. I passed the blame to my faulty soldiers instead of bearing it upon my faulty shoulders. From the stunned and utter silence that immediately descended upon the conference room, I knew that what I had said was not even close to being the right thing to say. I can't remember exactly what the colonel said, but it boiled down to this. You as in me, are responsible for everything that happens and fails to happen in your platoon. If your platoon fails, it is because you failed, and for no other reason. If I ever hear you again pass the blame for your failure to any other man in this battalion, I will fire you on the spot and end your misbegotten career right at that moment. Have I made myself clear, Lieutenant Redding? Oh, what a wonderful teacher failure is, but only if you can take the pain required to learn from it and, just as importantly, only if there are men willing to deliver the pain. Failure only works if the consequences are allowed to land full force on the head of the developing leader who steps on his own crank. Thirdly, failure is not terminal within a lizard. Despite the fact that failure must sting to work, for it to be useful for the group, it cannot be terminal, unless, of course, it must be. When I saw my battalion commander a few days after he had hand-delivered me that epic ass-chewing, it was as if nothing had happened. He was the same crusty and impossible guy to please than he had been before, but I wasn't in any kind of doghouse with him. He didn't have a doghouse, just an organization with standards, and it was his job to enforce, and although I didn't realize it until later, he did it because he had to because the outcomes of my development was his responsibility. It was his job to develop me into a virtuous leader. The lives of our soldiers depended upon it. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion of a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dredd and Dark Helmet talking about failure.
3: We should roll the opening.
1: Okay. And
3: And we're we're back.
0: back.
1: You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet.
3: This week's uh, edition. This week's cue point is the Oof. is failure.
1: Yeah, the final step failure. in the LDP.
3: It is the Q four point five. If you happen
1: to be following along in our idiotic numbering system, and with PR,
3: it is in the fourth quadrant where mm-hmm. we are,
1: uh, approximately
3: midway through ish. Mm-hmm. Fourth quadrant being lead right. First quadrant being get right. Second quadrant being live right. Third quadrant being lead right. Finally, this the fourth quadrant leave right. It's yes. the construction of legacy. And we have been walking through over the last four weeks the four components of a leadership development process. First one being schooling, mm-hmm. and that is the uh, formal leadership training that you receive that creates head knowledge. Second yep. being apprenticeship, your book learning, your book learning. Yeah. Second being apprenticeship, that is where you receive uh, positive habit transfer, and this would be more like hand knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, last week we went through opportunity, you know, and that's a leadership position uh, in a group that gives the holder. Leadership experience as part of the leadership development process, and that together with failure, this week's fourth and final phase of the leadership development process takes that hand knowledge and turns it to heart knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. So, whereas you may know the right thing to do from schooling, sure, how to lead. You really don't know how to apply it, how to right. do it, until you have some apprenticeship, so it goes to your hands. But only through opportunity and failure that results from opportunity will it be written on your heart so that you will always do it or almost always do it as part of uh, your leadership foundation. Like it mm-hmm. becomes who you are. Yeah. Like it's its something you do automatically.
1: Like yeah. you, don't, you don't have to think yeah. about it, right? Because it's written on, on your, heart. your heart. So yeah. that's
3: thats where we get the idea. The statement for failure, darkest mm-hmm. one, is an undesirable outcome that builds the leadership foundation. Let me say that one more time. Please. the An undesirable outcome that builds the leadership foundation. But if it's undesirable, how can it build? Yeah, that's, see, that's funny how that works. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Uh, and there are, th- that's not one of them, right. but there are three thought provoking Socratics that uh, help us understand failure. First provoke one me. I will provoke you. First <laughs> one Is, darkest of all, failure necessary to leadership development? Second, mm. does failure also require pain? <gasps> And finally, what should a group do with a leader after he has failed? Mm. I'll give you a hint to the answer to that. It is not to, to eject him. Yeah, the Black Tahoe nope. does not be employed nope. here. Nope, because that'd be a big mistake. All right, now, first spur failure is the crucible of the leadership development process. Let me ask you this, Dr. yes, one. please. You went to Radford College. What? I did. What is maybe not in in the context of the of the Q source, but what is what is a crucible?
1: Ah, you know, I was a. Uh, I was a, uh, a chemistry minor. Did you know that? Did not know that. Yeah, I was a chemistry minor. So, a psychology major, chemistry minor. Yeah. And uh, so, a crucible is like a little uh, stone or, or porcelain or whatever bowl um, that uh, has... Oh, that's a mortar and pestle. But it's kind of the same thing, right? Where you crush the stuff. Four out of five
3: scientists say, no, it's not the same thing. Dang it. Well, I failed. Okay. You don't know what a crucible is? I guess I... Do you remember um the um the play the book the Crucible?
1: I mean I heard of it. Yeah. Didn't read it. Um The Crucible's the thing where That's right. Yeah, where the where the, the testing goes in, right? Oh, I like so that's s- where you s- Say what the Crucible what the play is? I don't know.
3: It's uh that's the the witches. The witch hunt in Salem.
1: Oh, that's that's the that's yeah, that's the that's the, pl- that's the plot the, of the the, the Crucible. The, that's the plot of the Crucible. Okay.
3: Yeah. So anyway, so
1: you employ witches in order to develop a <laughs> So
3: anyway, a crucible is something you, that you apply heat to and the heat changes the properties of that which is contained within. it.
1: Got it. So, yes, that's
3: why we use this clearly image. My, right.
1: My chemistry minor did me zero good. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, <coughs> I'm not sure if crucibles if are used in chemistry yeah, or not, you know,
1: I thought As, I yeah, it was on the top of my head. I was like, no, that's a mortar and pestle.
3: I think crucibles are primarily employed in the alloy.
1: Like in forging
3: things. Forging things. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. Like, alloy So Makes more sense. Right. So yeah. that's how you make steel, right? Yeah. So when you make steel, I believe you heat it to a certain... Uh, hot enough so you of can course. remove its impurities.
1: Yes.
3: So that's what we mean by crucible. It's a process by which impurities are removed. Through heat. That's right. Through heat. Yes. Now, failure is that crucible. That's why we use that. that that's why we use yeah. that image, right? It's, it applies heat to your hand knowledge, man.
1: Yeah. You know, which, it, yeah, makes, it, yeah,
3: it burns away the, uh, it burns away, um, the uh, impurities. Literally, what we say is, it's the forge, forge by which a leader is purified through the burning away of his me-first self-regarding nature. That's a quote from the soon-to-be award-winning book, The Q Source. <laughs> Let me say that again, because it really sums up what we're yeah. talking about. It's the forge by which a leader is purified through the burning away. Of his me first self regarding nature, because really, when you get right down in the heart of it, mm-hmm. Doa, you can know everything sure that there is to know about leadership and spit it out. Uh, I've been through a lot of leadership schools. I've given a lot of ta- thought. I've written a couple books about it. I can talk about leadership. Sure, right. I I, I, I know it. Right. Uh, you know, I, I can I can I can repeat easily it. recall
1: the principles. That's and right. So forth.
3: That. But that doesn't mean that I actually have a useful leadership foundation. Because I only will really have that if my self-regarding nature has been burned away. Tell me what you mean. A leader, first and foremost, has to place himself third, right? He has to be behind the people that he leads and loves. He has to, right? Now, we say in F3 that you have to recognize some sort of creator. Sure. That's our theory of leadership. So, you know, that's first. And the second of the community, the people you learn, the group you lead, they're second. You you come third to all that. Right. Another way you might want to construct that is if you're so inclined as to say instead of the creator you could say the purpose. Mm. You know, sure. now, you and I being believing Christians, you know, we believe there's a specific purpose for our, our being right. here. Or right? that yeah. there's there's there really is no daylight between the purpose and and the being that calls us to that purpose. Sure. For for you and me. Right. Now right. for others your purpose could be very similar to ours, in, in a sense, and we'll just right. say your purpose is the general betterment of the human condition. Not that not that dissimilar about no, from what we sure. are, right? Now, that general betterment of the human condition would be the, th- the thing that comes first for you, right? That's yeah. why you're leading, right? Second is that those humans whose condition you are seeking to better, yeah, right? they come second, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Okay? So you come third. So even a even a non-believer
1: right. uh, it fits. Could,
3: could fit the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's the same. that's what we're talking about. You can't get to that me third self abandonment, yeah, without failure. that's that's why that this phase, the leadership development process is absolutely necessary. It's what matures the man and teaches him grace, right? Mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't have any failure, like you never get enough of it. As a leader, you're just gonna retain too much of who you are, right? Just it, you're just going to still be you, and you're going to keep doing what you do,
1: right? And, well, you got and, just a little hint of ego. Still that's, right. There. that's right. That's yeah. right. And you, you're
3: just not going to be a, a virtuous leader. Uh, you just can't be. You can't be a virtuous leader and be me-first guy. Those two things won't go together. You know. And, yeah. And when you fail, and from that, that undesirable, those undesirable outcomes, you become more durable and more capable of living third. Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely critical. You have to do it in this kind of stress with stress and pain and chaos and make hard decisions when you don't want to, Yeah, you want to put yourself first. That's how you develop into it. And it's an instinctive practitioner of the leadership principles, right? You, you do it automatically, you know, and we'll at the risk of beating this horse just one more time. There's no more clear leadership principle that this applies to than pass praise and take blame. Sure. I mean, you just yeah. won't do it. When yeah. when, the, when failure leaps up at you and trips you, your instinct will be to turn and find a follower to pin it on. Exactly. <laughs> and, who did this? <laughs> and it may well be the follower who did, in fact, cause
1: sure. failure, right? Yeah.
3: But if you do it, you've lost that guy. Well, and, and the other guys around him. Of course. You everybody, you so it. you do that, right? Because yeah. they see your self-regard and they say, you know what? It's Bob today who took the blame for all this. Right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow it will be me. I can't trust this guy. Yeah. But if the guy, if the leader passes that praise and takes that blame, not only will we have Bob, but everyone who sees it. But in the moment, remember, pain is high. Chaos abounds. Right. You're going to want to flip it. You're just going to want It's nature, man. It's nature. Nature. If all you've got is the head knowledge, you probably will flip it. Even if you have the hand knowledge, like you know how to oh, do, for it, sure, you're still going to be tempted to flip it. But if you have failed from failing from flipping it before, <laughs> right, you're going to know it doesn't work,
1: right, right. Oh yeah, and you won't because do it. because you will have. That's exp- right. Then it really will, and I know you get to this in a minute, but it really will sting. Like right. it really will be hard. That's right. It, it makes me think of two things. One, uh, and I know that you do this too. Um, I think of the people that that you know would work for me, right. And a client might get mad about a thing, you know, that, that somebody did or didn't right, do or right, somebody right. dropped a ball or whatever it might be. And I would tell them all the time, like the people, I, for, I would tell them all the time, like, don't you don't ever worry about that. Don't ever worry about that. You just keep going and keep sure. moving. And if somebody comes mad, I don't care if it's your fault. You know, like if it was something you did, I'll, don't you worry about that. Yeah. I'll handle that. Sure. I'll handle that. And and we would, we would just step in front of it. You know, and, and let the let the client come at me, and they go, "Well, your person did this, your person did that," and I go, "Well, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but okay. that chances are good that I didn't communicate it well, or I didn't do something on my end. So why don't why don't we have a discussion about it? Don't don't yell at them, or don't right. you know, come at them. And then the other thing I thought I was, you know, what it, this uh, the the microcosm that's almost perfect to all this is uh, is the workout, man, right? You, uh, tell, you me, get, tell me how, Dark. you get, <laughs> and then the next book is going to be, uh, <laughs> uh the next uh, podcast will be dread sitting in a room and I'll just ask him questions
0: and like, we'll have anything you right.
1: <laughs> will be my muse. That's <laughs> right. I'll be me, mu- <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not wearing that dress no. anyway. So, but, uh, you know, here we are, we teach a guy how to count, right? He then has, he's, he's, he hears the words out of my mouth. That, okay, when you count cadence, you, every time your arms move, you know, it's a count, whatever. I tell him, I tell him the things, you know, we're doing a side straddle hop. This is what it looks like. And then, you know, he has his chance to, to watch. He watches a lot of leaders do it for a number of months sometimes, right? And he goes, okay, I get it. I got it. But every single time without, okay, 99%, I'm sure there's exceptions, right? But 99% of the time guy stands in the middle knows it knows it cold could recite back to me exactly exactly what he's supposed to do and as soon as his arms start moving he <laughs> just turns sure. into a pile of crap right you know and because his uh, his opportunity given to him in that safe environment which is good sure but brother's gonna fail yeah absolutely. simple as that and that's and it hurts it hurts and so he fixes it you know it hurts and it has to hurt um
3: which is the second spur right because failure works best when it stings the most yeah See, if it doesn't really sting, right, you're not going to really be spurred on to learn from it. Right. Right. You'll, you've got to feel the heat. If the, the heat in the crucible isn't high enough, the impurities won't be cooked away. Yeah. Uh. You know, on the past praise take blame thing, I'm just absolutely know that if I get stuck in that situation, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know I will. Yeah. Because I've been stung so hard for when I've not done it. Sure. Right. Now you can apply that to all the leadership principles and look man did I do this did I do that you know it's those are that's going to be the case mm-hmm. uh, if you've taken that sting at that that
1: crucible has been has been really hot. Um, and, and it may not come instantly that sting may not it may like it may not be right away that the sting comes it may come later and and you may learn it later and it may almost hurt worse then. I don't know but um I just thinking of different examples, like you know, I let's say I, this was years and years ago, but I yell at my kids, right? That somebody spilled apple juice in the car. Major, and I, major transformation. Right? I I lost my I lost. This was before F three, and uh, and I didn't think about it again. I, you know, lost my my crap and just yelling, screaming, and you know, cleaning up and whatever, and driving home angry and right, all that right. kind of stuff. And uh, and the sting didn't come until much later because I was convinced that I was right because I told you not to bring that in the car in the first place. Right. 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 And we get years down the road after I'd started F3 and all this kind of stuff and just talking to my kids and about different things. And they say things like, you know, we're really glad that you don't, that you're, that you're not mad dad anymore because F3, I mean, that's what they tell me. Right. And this thing came then. Sure. yeah, you know, it was years later. The mistake right. was years before. But, this, but you will in other words you'll get found out eventually it's gonna come if you do it if you do it wrong if you whatever that if you violate the leadership principle whether the sting comes then or whether it comes later it it has to happen I learned that you
3: know? so this kind of goes into something we really haven't talked too much about but that's why a leader has to assess the sting as quickly as possible Uh, yeah and make it sufficiently painful that the 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 young leader who's failed that he that he feels it and understands yeah. it because that's that's the teaching method, mechanism of it yeah. now that can be hard to do um it can be you know, because you don't really want to, right? There's kind of, you know, there's the kind of jackass who just wants to blame everybody for the anyway, right? I'm sure. I'm talking about a good leader There's a good guy, you know, and he right. wants his followers to do well, and he sees a young leader who's that opportunity, and he fails. And, you know, you kind of, in the back of your mind, you
1: don't want to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, I know he's trying. In fact, you may even want to take the blame yourself. Mm. That's, right. a, that's a tough balance, then, isn't it? It, it is or, tough balance. Because
3: remember, you're a leader. So, you take, you're taking blame, right? (laughs) Right. So, this is the funny Hmm. thing about it, right? So, you know, outwardly, Uh you take the blame. So, if you get a call, you know, like one of my guys messed something up, didn't do what he was supposed to do, client calls. I was like, damn, you guys did this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, why did he do that? I said, because he was acting out of my instructions. Why the heck did you tell him to do that? I said, Looks like it was bad judgment. Shouldn't have done it. Here's how I'm gonna fix it.
1: Yeah, right. That's what I said. Moving on. Right. Yeah.
3: And I go in there and I say, "What?
1: What exactly were you thinking?
3: <laughs> well, I don't do it that way. So, what were you yeah. thinking? Yeah. Next, explain it to me. If he's if it was if he's good point because there may be something yeah. if he was taking initiative and he made a mistake, then I then I want to encourage right. individual initiative. So I award the initiative. I said, hey, here's how we're gonna fix that.
1: Yeah. Ran the play correctly. Right. Missed That's the right. shot. That's, That's right.
3: okay. But if that the the consequence of that failure is something he has to feel. You know, yeah. for him, for it to be effective, I got to tell them. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's how you do that. The, ef- the effectiveness with which you do that, right, um, is going to is going to be the measure of how effective a leader you are. If you are able to. Um, the Army, we used to call it counseling, you know, so it's you know, mm-hmm. not really counseling. Counseling no, but guys I, telling them something, you know. Is to to, is, yeah. But if you are able to to use uh, hard looks and straight talk to get results, but do it in a way that you don't build resentment, you know, you build leadership. If yeah. you're able to do that, then that's the heart of being able to, to, to help other guys be better leaders. Figuring out how it works, works best for you is, is difficult. Sure. And you're going to err to the side of being too soft for a while. You're going to err to the side of being too hard for a <laughs> while. And then you're ultimately going to figure it out. Yeah, what works through failure. Oh, (laughs) yeah, right. Why here we are, (laughs) right? You know, you're gonna, you're not, you're not going to be sharp enough with a guy, and he's not going to get the message and make the same mistake again. Or you're going to be too hard on a guy, and he's going to be afraid to take any initiative. Right. And then over time, you learn the 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 correct measure.
1: Yeah, and how to do it. and you kind of start in a more generic sense of like, okay, I know I start-ish here, right. but then this guy may need just a little more heat or right. just a little more soft, you know, or whatever. So it tailors a little bit, right. But, right. but you have a much better sense of right. where to start. And this goes back to, you know, the schooling thing where we we're talking about, you know,
3: your, your education as a leader never ends. Yeah. It's a constant practice, constant adjustment. You know, uh, I was talking to a client today who um, was struggling a little. He's my age, but there's an older principal in his firm. He's like 70-ish. This mm. guy's just old school, just Blow you out of the water, kind of guy. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, he's like, one of the problems we're having is, you know, we can't retain any millennials.
1: Oh, because he'll just eat, yeah, the f- like, eat their
3: lunch. Because like the guys in the middle, like I'm um, a young baby boomer, like a bottom line baby boomer, accustomed to getting yelled at. You know, sure, the mother from, from the greatest generation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. way we, that's, no, that's the way we were raised, right? Yeah. You know, um, so I wouldn't really hold it against the guy, but I do notice these younger guys that just do not cotton up to being yelled at, right? Yeah. And you just got to have to speak to them in a different way. So over time, you might have to learn how to adjust your approach.
1: Yeah. You still so make it hurt, but it's, it's just got to come in sure. a different, in a different way. That's right. Yeah.
3: That's right. You know, and every situation is different, you know, uh, every, every guy is different and you have to be really good at figuring out what's going to work with that particular guy over time. You don't treat everybody the same, no. treat everybody fairly, but not everybody right, the not same. the same. So that's kind of how that
1: part of that rolls out. You know, that's one of those things that I have. And, and that candidly that you've taught me a lot about, uh, and that I've, you know, through failure have learned a fair amount about too, uh, is that, uh, it's very frustrating because at some point I wanted to point to a thing and go, but I'm an expert now. Like I've done this enough times, sure. right? Right. And can't I just do it the same way now? Right. And you can't, you can't. And that is, it, it's, uh, it's just very frustrating because right. you never, it's never a done deal. Nope.
3: Never is. As soon as you think it is, you're done learning, you're done leading.
1: Yeah. All
3: right, let's go to the third spur. And that's failure is not terminal within a lizard. Uh huh. Not terminal. You know, I tell a long story in this uh, part of the Q source, which I'm not going to repeat because I think I've chewed it before, but it was about me getting a really epic ass chewing Mm -hmm. in the military, right? And then having to see the guy who gave it to me like you know
1: oh yeah in the mess, know, hall. In yeah. mess hall in hall was
3: yeah. like ah oh. but he's like that didn't happen right like, like it never had happened yeah. He just asked, talk like, to wait me a
1: i didn't think we were friends anymore you know, I was, <laughs> like,
3: you know I was like he's dynamically shame goading me right uh-huh. uh in the moment so i would learn from it and develop like he brought the sting to bear so i'd feel it you mm-hmm. know and i would learn from it um but he wasn't crushing me it wasn't a terminal event right right in fact i don't even think you know, the doing of it was like a form of enjoyment. Of life. It was a form of necessity for him. Oh yeah, he had to do it.
1: Yeah, he he didn't take any great pleasure in in right. ripping you up. That's right. Yeah,
3: that's because that's how a lizard is. And again, a lizard is that type of organization that's light, and quick, and is missional. Right. And that's yeah. what we call a lizard, uh, a a organization that is no longer light, quick, and missional. That is all about existential continuity. We call bullfrog. You right. just look at those two. Reptiles or whatever. Are reptiles? Both lizards, uh, amphibians, yeah. reptiles. Amphibians, yeah. yeah. And you can see the difference, and they look the same, same color, kind of ish. Right. But one don't move much. Yeah. And the other one they look one a whole lot different. Always in motion, right? right? Always in motion. So that's why we chose those two beasts to represent this idea: creeping, crawling right. thing. But <laughs> within that, that missional lizard failure is simply not a terminal event. No, there's acts of malfeasance that are so intolerable that they betray an unacceptable lack of competence sure. or, or Moral turpitude, for instance, you know, right. and in those occasions, well, that failure is going to be, you know, you can't correct it. You just got to. That's a black But That's thing. a black time.
1: But you, but but it doesn't kill the organization.
3: No, no,
1: no. Make it it does hurt it a little maybe. But, but
3: that that it, that, that would be a con- time where, for that particular leader, in that particular organization, that it's terminal. But that's that's yes, rare. For that leader, yeah. that's rare. On the great many, a majority of occasions, rather, failure is just a phase. Yeah you know it's this phase we're talking about right. right it's a phase it's not a terminating event you know and i think too many organizations too many too many groups rather are for them failure is a terminal event
1: absolutely it is
3: and carrots and sticks being what they are if it's clear to the members of the organization we're trying to lead it that failure is terminal you avoid failure yeah and avoidance of failure yeah. means you just bullfrog it and that's why bullfrogs turn into bullfrogs is one of the reasons is the leadership from within is no longer treating failure as a phase of the leadership development process, but right. has begun to treat it as a terminal event.
1: Well, because they've moved now from being creative and, and proactive and looking for ways to, to improve and, and they become reactive and and protective right. and they're, they become afraid uh, because now failure means you know, you've, you've violated the risk mitigation criteria that we right. laid out in our, you know, procedural manual of whatever. That's right. That's yeah. right.
3: Um, bullfrogs, they're zero failure allowed organizations, right? Yeah. Um, and what's weird and a little bit ironic is because they need leaders, a bullfrog, because it punishes failure with term, termination, they kind of ignore uh, their leaders progressively worsening failures.
1: Oh yeah, they promote them. Well, they can't they, they can't they can't here. well, yeah. they can't recognize
3: them. Yeah.
1: Because if they do they got then they so, have to admit that. Right, yeah. that's right. Well, you it, know, it's funny that you... Uh, just thinking out loud here and I apologize for interrupting, but no, okay. um but uh, I I've, I've got to <laughs> it won't be the first time or the last. Uh the uh I've got a good buddy who uh made a mistake at work, went ahead and went to his boss and owned it and it was at one of these large financial institutions right. at, uh, in town. And um and explained what happened and why and all that kind of stuff. Probably went into more detail than they even needed. Right. You know, whatever, terminated. Sure, terminated. And I was like, a wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, right. but you,
3: you, you, did the right thing. Now, then again, you know, we don't know. Maybe it was something so bad, perhaps. Like you know, yeah. but but I lost you, a billion dollars. Assuming don't, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Assuming it wasn't. You know, you know, something that was a failure. Yeah. right? So, so think about that organization, whatever organization that is. It's encouraging you to cover up your failures, which is even worse. It yeah, which is even worse. You know, because instead of treating it as a learning experience, as a as something that builds a leadership foundation, it's, it teach it. What it does is leads to punishment. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't consequences. You know, that's what we're talking about. The sting. Right. There's consequences to failure, sure. and those consequences should hit you so that you feel it. Right. But what shouldn't happen is that have one of those consequences be that you you lose the position. And now position. it's over. Yeah. And now it's over. Yeah. You know, you will not learn from that. All you learn from that is to avoid risk <laughs> and to cover mistakes. Yeah. And the last thing you want as a leader is a guy who avoids risk and covers up his own mistakes. Right. That's the last thing you want. That was a want. bad
1: idea. Because then you're going to find a, you're going to go to the, the, right. the tomb and you're going to find the dead skeletons of, I mean, just failure after failure that no one ever dealt with
3: so in those kind of organizations that treat its leaders like that afraid to fail right mm-hmm. they ultimately become leeches those organizations do like that yeah. last form of yep. organization we call the leech because it only stays alive by feeding on bullfrogs that are too fat too slow to move right <laughs> <And> they <laughs> it just, just latches on and latches here we go. on right yeah and then that's why the governance of a leech or a bullfrog it decelerates into inertia. Focus focuses its energy on existential continuity and eats itself. Yeah, over time, and that's what happens. Ta da! That's what happens. That's why you know they they don't. We like to say in F three that we uh, we court failure and learn from it. Yeah, you know that's what we like to say. And well, hopefully, it, we keep doing it.
1: Well, and I say not only do we say it, I I think we do it. Uh, I really I really think we do. In fact, you know we. Yeah. I've I've seen you do it many times. Where again, something as simple as the workout. You know, we when we go to grow rucks or even just in the middle middle of a normal workout, sometimes like you just go, okay, this is turning into a train wreck. Let's let's correct this. Yeah, and it hurts a little for that guy, sure. maybe for that time, but then he gets it. And he gets it, you know? Know? and he we knows wanna, that you love
3: him. We, and we keep wanting to be risk takers. Want our leaders to yeah. be risk takers. Absolutely, not, not insane risk takers, but you know, to, no, yeah. to make you know a legit gamble that's got odds. You know, if you know, sure. you're making us as a leader and, you, and it fails, you learn from that. You know, that's going to just how you go forward. I mean, there's no other way to learn how to do that, right? You just right. got to do it that way. Otherwise, you know, you're just never going to know when to hold them. You're not going to know when to fold them.
1: That nah, would be impossible to tell.
3: You're not going to know when to walk away. You're not going to know when to run. Frank, <sighs> none of those things. Can I tell you something?
1: Yeah, sure, yeah. You got a face for radio. <sighs> Dred, can I tell you something? Yes. This is a podcast. It is. It is. You got to know when to hold Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 Feet out front.
0: The secret to surviving is knowing what to throw in, knowing what to keep, because every hand's a win, and every hand's a loser. What you can hope for is to die.